0: Hello, and welcome to another Industry Careers for PhDs podcast brought to you by Cheeky Scientist. I'm your host, Isaiah Hankel. Um, if you want to listen to the full version of this interview, uh, make sure you check out uh, our association. All of our associates get access to all the behind-the-scenes information, the highlights, the background materials, the show notes. Um, as well as a first uh, version of this, uh, which we usually do live. Uh, you can check this out at CheekyScientist.com backslash association. Uh, if you want to have these highlights, though, delivered to your inbox every week, you can go to our, our website at CheekyScientist.com and subscribe under where it says Start Here. Uh, today we have on with us uh, Coit Cooper. Uh, very excited to have him on. And today he's going to be talking about professional branding for PhDs. Uh, Dr. Cooper is an author and he is a professional uh, business coach and a speaker and he, and he focuses on helping people achieve their, their professional aspirations um, by branding themselves in a new way uh, according to wherever their career is taking them, what their career goals are. Now he recently released uh, his first book, Impressions: The Power of Personal Branding and Living a, An Extraordinary Life. Uh, which is available on Amazon and other out, uh, outlets. And he has founded uh, the Impressions 28 Day Growth Challenge. Uh, he's worked with thousands of people all over the world. Um, he has his own podcast called Earn the Right to Live Your Dreams. Uh, he, he does have a PhD as well, so he knows, he, he knows intimately what it takes for a PhD to rebrand themselves as a career professional in any field. Uh, so we're really looking forward to talking with him today, and we're going to jump in with Coit Cooper now. Very excited to have you on today,
1: Coit, uh, Coit, Thanks for being here with us.
2: Thanks so much for having me, man. I just I love doing this, so the opportunity is just great. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh,
1: so Coit, so thanks. Yeah, thanks again for being on with us. I think you're in a very unique position where you know you have your PhD, you've you've worked in these different types of industries. Um, and, and so you, you can really articulate to this audience specifically uh, what it means to, you know, develop a personal brand. Or what is a personal brand? And maybe, and maybe we can just start there. Uh, maybe you can just tell us, you know, from your point of view, what a personal brand is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like to tell people it's it's at a basic level, it's your reputation. And it's the perceptions of other people have of you. And I, I tell people there's two different types of ways that you interact with people. There's direct and there's indirect. And the direct is every single day you interact with people and and that's your colleagues that's your coworkers, that might be a potential employer and it, it, people don't walk around and meet you and then go oh this personal this person's personal brand is this but what they do do is this is they come and they interact with you and intuitively You know, they think about those things. It just kind of goes in and eventually all these assessments start to add up and it becomes your brand. And the crazy thing for me when I've worked with people is most people never think about the fact that they already have a personal brand. You already have one. You have one. If you have a husband or wife, you've got one with your partner. You've got it with your colleagues. You've got it with potential employers. You just didn't know that. And what I always teach people is that you, you want to take control of that. You want to make sure that you're intentional about who you want to be. And so there's that direct part and there's also an indirect. And what that is, is that's a lot of this professional. When you're putting out resumes, when you're, you're putting out materials for jobs and, and, and or you're developing a website, that stuff matters as well. And, and you have to be intentional about what type of message you want to send out there. And when you do these things well, and I've worked with people who do, when they know what they want their personal brand to be and they take advantage of direct and indirect interactions and they just do that on a daily basis, then they have a chance to build a really unique personal brand. And And I'm, I'm fortunate that I get to work with young professionals, um, you know, and also coaches in this role. And it's really neat to see once they understand they have a brand and they can control it, it's a really good thing. And I always tell people what your job is to is to just really make positive impressions on people, you know, to have that wow factor when people interact with you that they want to tell other people about that. That's word of mouth marketing and that's all a part of personal branding. So I could keep talking about this, but in, in essence, what it is, is it's, it's the perceptions people have of you. And when those are good, then you're going to have opportunities. When they're not, then you're not. And when they're neutral, I always tell people neutral is, is the same as bad to me. You're not doing anything to really mm-hmm. push yourself forward.
1: No, that's great. And so just to key on a couple of things you said, uh, I would say in short, your your personal brand, you guys, uh, like Koi just said, it's, it's the perception that other people have of you. Um, and you can take control of this uh, by being intentional. And this is something that we've talked about you know extensively right in terms of transitioning in industry you have to take control of your personal brand via linkedin via your in-person interactions with people uh you know just to get super practical like the headline of yourself the picture in linkedin uh you, even in your resumes taking control of that brand uh, and really controlling uh, what the perception is and having people perceive you as a you know like we say a confident and successful industry professional instead of another academic or you know an academic minded person who uh, can't handle working in industry. Uh, so that's great. Uh, quite, thanks. Um, so moving on from there, and, and to keep going with uh, getting really, you know, really practical for for the audience here, how does a personal brand? How can it just maybe some examples of how can it lead to new job opportunities? So we have people that have spent uh, for the majority of them have spent their, their entire lives in academia, uh, they're trying to transition to this completely new world where they need to rebrand themselves, again, as a success, successful industry professional. Um, so How can they use their personal brand to get a job? And and why should PhDs care about personal branding?
2: Well, I I think everybody should care about it. And, And I'm always amazed that, you know, I work in academia. At least I'm going to be until the end of this year. And how few people actually do pay attention to that. And I think that's turning. Even at the University of North Carolina, you know, my future dean is now, he got the job. And one of the reasons he got the job is he's talking about branding. And I just, I think it's really critical because new jobs, how does it relate to that when the quality of your materials stick out, you give yourself a better chance of getting a job. And I can't be sure that that's the case in every industry, but if you put together a resume that is extremely well done, and, and I tell people maybe this is doing something with Adobe InDesign where it's unique and it's different, the message that you're sending is that you're unique and different. And so that's, you know, that's the first way you do it is all the materials that you put out make sure that you're putting out things that represent you and when i talk about personal branding if what you want is your future employer to think innovation to think creativity then all of your all of your marketing materials should relate to that but there may there's probably nothing more important than the way that you interact with people because if you interact with people the right way you know your values you live those the right way you connect with people on regular basis i mean those are a lot of the times the people that are advancing they're the ones who have multiple people who are out saying this person's outstanding like you want to you want to get those opportunities but you know the hard part is when you're moving into a new industry you're maybe not necessarily meeting those people and so that's where those indirect you know like you're saying what you're doing on linkedin what you're doing on social media the, the materials you're putting together are really important because sometimes you only get one chance to make an impression you know, if it's a future boss or something like that, maybe they go to your LinkedIn profile, maybe they go to your website, and you want to make sure when they go there, they say, wow, this person has it together. I can tell, you know, they're a certain type of person and that's the type that we want to be a part of our, you know, whatever your company or whatever initiative you have.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, that's excellent. So just to recap there, you guys, I mean, lots of great information here, uh, you know, in terms, let's make it practical in terms of your resumes, uh, and we talk about a lot about this and those of you who have gone to resume workshops and stuff uh, most people have you know most phd's turn in like a four page resume very cluttered uh they you know they change the margins so they can fit in more material uh very dense text looks sloppy cluttered uh, and that's the you know that's the brand you're giving off all they see is your resume they're going to see you as a cluttered person if your resume is cluttered but if you make it clear and simple and and, uh you know lots of white space bullet points talking about results uh basically communicating that you are ready to transition into industry uh that's that's how they're going to see you that's going to be their perception that's going to be your brand and then especially in networking i'm really glad you brought that up because interacting with other people i mean every interaction that you have Uh, you're going to leave that impression and it's it's going to link to your your personal brand so are you going to networking events and are you the awkward academic in the corner uh hanging out by the plant while everybody else is talking or are you meeting other people and you know acting again like a, a confident and successful industry professional? Or what, what brand are you communicating? Uh, so, so I, I think that's that's very helpful. I guess okay. So we have a lot of people that maybe a the idea of branding yourself professionally or personally is, is very new, right? Um, I mean, I, we you know there was a time even when it was was new to to me, and I'm sure uh, new to you. So how how did you go about discovering your personal brand? How can PhDs people listening, uh, you know, what are some practical steps they could take to really uh, defining themselves and figuring out what their, their personal, their professional brand is.
2: Yeah, and I may have a different approach to this, you know, and because one of the things that I believe is I believe it ties back to your values and what you believe in. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best ways to know your brand is to first to take the time to get to know yourself and investing in personal growth. Even me as a young scholar in academia, one of the best things that I did was to invest in personal growth and not I'm not talking about reading academic papers you know that's not what helped me grow what helped me grow was reading books on personal development reading on vision reading about values because when i read those books i started to think about what do i want to be known as what is the type of person i want to be that's what that's what personal branding is what do you want people to think when they interact with you and the only way that you can really do this is by taking that time to reflect you know thinking about the people that you want to make impressions on and that's a marketing thing that's when you break down segments and, and thinking about that. But ultimately what it comes down to is knowing your vision, what you want to achieve and mm. your values. Because if you know your values, you know the things that matter to you most. And when I say values, these are the attributes for me. My top value is adding value. It's about energy. Like everything that I do, I want people to think that. And so once you know your values, you can you can come up on a term called authenticity. And you've heard that a lot. It's a key term in branding that authentic means that you know, the things that you're saying, the things that you believe in are matching up with the things that you're doing on a regular basis. And as a leader, and as a professional, this may be one of the most important things that you have is having that authenticity. It's extremely rare in our society, because most people are trying to be everybody else. They're trying to be something they're not. And the best thing that you can do is learn the things that truly matter to you, and then get out and model them. And I tell people this, you know, be that. It doesn't, you know, if you go into a job and you're trying to be something, you're not like a job interview and you're trying to be something you're not, you might get the job, but you're probably going to end up in the wrong environment. So, you know, just really think about that. And, and the best thing, again, you know, the end that I tell people, what do you want people to think? We've said that already. What do you want your legacy to be? You know, when you get to the end of your work career and your life, what do you want people to think? And if you can backtrack that to how you live on a daily basis, that's how you develop a personal brand.
1: No, that's great. So lots, just I mean, lots of information here, guys, and and it's very relevant. And again, you know, this is coming from a, a PhD. This is not coming from uh, you know some guru that's trying to sell you balloons. Uh, so so I would really listen carefully to the concrete takeaways here and we heard a term like values right so you might be thinking, okay values why does this matter every if you look all the companies you guys want to work for it doesn't matter if it's baxter pfizer or whoever it is on their web page somewhere they're going to have you know their mission statement and their values and that's they're going to have their culture right all of these things make up their brand you know their professional brand and if you can match your brand to their brand or at least find the common threads during an interview, for example, it's going to be very helpful. Um, but you need to understand, you know, what your values are and communicate those. Right. Whether, in just in simple terms, it could be that you're innovative, or you're hardworking, uh, you know, like White said, uh, energetic, good communicator, these kind of things. That's very important. Uh, authenticity, clearly important. Uh, we talked about this in a simple, practical example with recruiters. If you're talking to a recruiter, don't try to fake like you've actually had industry experience when you haven't. Right. A lot of academics do this. Instead, just be like, I've, you know, I've been in academia my whole life. I'm looking to get into an entry-level position uh, where I can start my career and and you know uh, make something happen. Uh, work to turn knowledge into a product, these kind of things. So authenticity, crucial too. And, and then Koi brought up legacy. And you might be like, okay, legacy is kind of a heavy topic, right, for a Thursday morning. Uh, but really, you got to be thinking about your career in advance. And in your transition plan, you know, you talk about figuring out that lifestyle you want to have, you know, even five to 10 years from now, and then finding a career that fits that lifestyle. So be thinking far in advance. Where do you want to end up? Uh, where do you want your career to take you and have that kind of long-term mindset so all all important stuff for personal and professional branding and and great great stuff quite thanks uh so okay so you define your brand and maybe a lot of you that are listening you're realizing i have clearly this academic brand you know we know what the phd brand is whatever it is people in like tweed sport coats with patches on the elbows whatever it might be right Uh, this is how a lot of people might see phds uh so how do you change this how do you change your brand like maybe you know what your brand is now what are some steps to take uh practically and i know you talked about some of them you know whether it's just changing your values whatever else but what other strategies do you have for that
2: coin yeah and the first thing i would say is this this is something that i've struggled with per, like professionally you know and, and and in my life is that i know the values that i have and yet in academia it can be hard to model that you know academia is such an interesting place to work in you know where you know, I, I feel like a lot of the people, some of the people I work around are maybe more negative and and, and you're not, I, I'm a positive person. One of my brands is energy being positive. And what I've had to learn is that I don't want to be a different person in different places. And that doesn't mean you're not a little bit more goofy with your wife or your partner, but when it comes to work and at home, mm-hmm. I want to have the same values. I, you know, I want to be a high energy person. I want to add value to people, you know, that, that innovation, those things, I want to do it all the time. So the first thing I would say is that Pick things that allows you to be the same person all the time. It'll be far less exhausting. Your authenticity will be easier. But how do you change your personal brand? Most people that I've worked with before, when you actually sit down and you say, "How do you feel?" If you have a brand with your colleagues, your wife, your kids, whoever it is, the most important people in your life, how would you feel about that? Most people will actually take a step back and go, "I don't know if I like that. I don't. I don't think I like that. Maybe I've been not very patient, or I'm not doing the right things." and the first thing I would say is to, you know, to take a step back and know that you can change your brand. And this is the same concept of, you know, we're talking professional sport organizations have to do this all the time. You know, you have mistakes that are made, you have to rebrand, you have a new owner, companies do this as well. It's, it's It's a term, you know, that you can do that. But here's the hard part, right? That if you have neglected people, or you've treated them wrong, or you've been a jerk, or whatever it is, I mean, whatever, you feel like you've fallen short, it can take time to rebuild that. But if you're consistent about the person that you want to be, you know, you know that you want to be, you know, you want people to think of you being creative or outgoing or whatever it is, that you just have to be really consistent with modeling it. And one of the ways that I held myself accountable is once I've researched and I know my values, I look at them every single morning. And when I'm approaching a tough decision or looking for a job or a career decision, which I'm doing right now. And walking away from the University of North Carolina, I do that by asking my values, like, what do I want to achieve with my career and my life on a day-to-day basis? And my values guide all my decisions. And the cool thing is when I've gotten better at modeling this, because that's, that's a term as well for authenticity, is modeling your values every single day. When you get that right, what should happen is if you were to go talk to my students right now and you ask them, what, what would you say about Dr. Cooper I hope that they would tell you the same things that I'm saying. If you went and you talked to my wife, same thing. You went and talked to the people I work with professionally. I hope they would say the same thing. So consistency there, understanding that you can change your brand. It can be what you want it to be, but you have to be willing to work your butt off to model it. And then you have to be bold enough when there's people around you who are opposite and they're trying to get you to settle in and be something else. You got to step up and be what you want to be. And that's one of the most important Mm -hmm. things when it comes to changing your brand.
1: No, so yeah, so I really like that. And again, just to kind of consolidate uh, all this information, uh, you know, being consistent, uh, being authentic, these kind of things. It's it's not about saying, okay, I'm going to be a completely different person, something that doesn't that doesn't make me feel aligned. I'm going to be really. Uh, I'm going to try to be somebody else you know when you go on a job interview whatever that is it's not about that you have to do the groundwork first and you actually have to become this different person and sure there's a you know there might be a little bit of faking it before you make it you might need to practice some new values Uh, you know, which we talked about before, but eventually you'll become that. And and being the same person, uh, being consistent, it is much easier. It doesn't take as much energy. And a lot of you guys know this, like you have gone out and started executing your networking strategy. And slowly over time, networking has become easier because you've made it a top value. We talked about how in academia, you know, your values are publications or getting grants or whatever they might be. And if you want to get into industry, you have to change those values or add to those values, add to your priorities, right? So, values priorities very similar and so if you add some new priorities like communication networking uh even confidence right getting the confidence back that your your phd matters that uh you can be successful in industry that these things will change your brand and your values are what are, are going to guide that like like cooper said um so and a really good way to see how other people see you, I love this, and I'm really glad you brought it up, Koi, is to ask them, right? There's a lot of different things that you can, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do this. I've heard a lot of them, uh, you know, Koi, maybe we, you can you can mention some in a second, but just ask the people that are close to you, whether it is a relationship partner, friends, colleagues, whatever it is, ask them uh, a simple question, you know, what do you see my biggest as my biggest strengths? What do you see as my biggest weaknesses? Um, you know, and when you ask this, you have to really do it obviously very sincerely and, and and you really have to let the person know it's okay to tell you what your biggest weakness is like you're not going to get angry right so ask this get that feedback and you'll really you'll start to see what your current brand is and might maybe how you need to change your values priorities in order to change it uh anything to comment on that quite
2: well i think you're i mean i think you're spot on with the part where it says asking people you know people that are that are within close proximity to you and and, and, and you have to set that up, right? Because if you're not a very open person, most people are not going to be comfortable telling you. And most people avoid that period. They don't really want to give feedback because they're afraid of getting into conflict. And so you have to go to somebody and have the right intentions in mind. You have to fe- tell them, like, I'm not, I will get mad. I'm really trying to be better. You know, let me know what do you think of? And, and, and so that's important. You know, one thing one of my colleagues does here, she has like a, 360 degree, you know, assessment that we do with our grad students and they have all the other grad students do this anonymously. So, you know, there's some of that. And what I always do is I start closest to home, you know, with my wife who spends all of my, all of her time with me. I tell her all the time, you've got to tell me if I'm not being straight, if I'm not doing these things, you need to be the first to tell me because the last thing I would want is for other people to be thinking something different and have me be off base, because that's, that's really when I'm going to struggle. I'm not going to have opportunities that are going to be opening up if I'm saying I'm this, I'm one thing, and I'm the opposite. So I think like what you're saying, just being open to that, you know, and that's a hard thing, right? I mean, nobody really likes to have somebody tell them you're a jerk, or you stink at what you do. That's not fun. But you know, it's worse, not knowing, not knowing that you're a jerk, and you stink at your job and going through your whole life thinking that because then you don't have positive relationships with anybody. So I would just assume I have somebody tell me, and go into that rebranding process. But again, if you're going into it with fake, like you're for the, for the wrong intentions, you're going to struggle, you have to want to draw back, look at the values and want to get it right. And somebody just posted core priorities, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to find your core priorities. And that's, and that's exactly right. Hopefully I say it right. It's the Ron. But you have, you have to know that. I mean, you have to know what you're about. And if you can draw back and know those things, your core priorities, your core values, and you know what you're about, man, it's life is so much better. It's so much easier to know the person you want to be and then go start doing it. And, and then there's a part where you have to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. I'm not saying being rude, but once you know your values and you have the right values that are designed to help other people, sometimes people, when you have big aspirations, are not going to like you. They're going to they're criticize you and you have to be okay with that. So there's that balance of those things.
1: No, and I like that. And the more you know who you are, uh, and and really what your brand is, the less it'll bother you when people don't like you. Uh, But again, to to make this stuff super practical, I mean, you guys want to know how you are coming off to people you're networking with, how are you coming off to them even online to interviewers. And the best way uh, to find out is to, you know, get a focus group, which would be the people that are, you know, colleagues, friends, family, ask for feedback, you know, when you do mock interviews, ask for feedback on how you come off. And you guys know the statistics, right? I mean, same with your resume. Uh, that you know five to seven seconds is all that people are spending on it uh in most cases during interviews they're going to decide within within the first 90 seconds if they want to move you on in the interviewing process uh, so make sure that you're you're asking for feedback getting that information because it'll really help you uh moving on and, and to continue to get it more practical uh, so we can actually apply to some of this stuff uh, i'd like to talk a little bit about how you you know you can use your professional brand or your personal brand um, when reaching out to connections on LinkedIn or just LinkedIn as a whole? How can you communicate your brand on LinkedIn? I know uh, you know a lot about this, Coit. And and then especially when reaching out to new industry professionals, introductions, these kind of things, uh, any, any kind of tips and strategies there?
2: Well, I think the first thing is if you're out and you're interacting with people, this is not rocket science. Most of you know this, but I mean, when you interact with somebody and you go and you watch a talk and somebody does a great job, I mean, it's it's a natural path to be able to go and connect with them. And the most important thing that you can do is don't just write them and go, oh, yeah, I like the talk. You know, Can can you help me with this? No, you write them. And you say, thank you so much. I, I specifically enjoyed this part of your talk. It, you know, it's impacted my life, you know, and, and ask people, is there any let me know if there's anything I can ever do to help you, you know, start with that. I mean. A lot of your top people's people who are training people will tell you that the worst thing you can do is oh you write somebody you don't know and say hey can you help me with this people are going to ignore you so you know try to try to reach yeah. out and add value you know try to try to create an authentic connection and the best way to do that is if you have any interaction with anybody and it doesn't matter who you're interacting with you can interact with the best people in your in your industry and most people appreciate it when you were right and say man it really impacted me thank you so much. And so that's important. But I always say this, too, when you're even writing, you know, you think about how you want to come across like, you, you know, do you is there any humor at all? Most people say no in a professional thing. But I you know, I have no problem with and maybe I'm just different this way. But, you know, having a little humor, if there was something funny that happened during the talk. But just think about constantly think about ways that you connect and show your personality in your, your messages. And that's sort of a hard thing in academia. You're sort of taught to just write these articles that are really hard for pretty much anybody to understand and so you know transitioning out i think an important part is being able to connect with people and i don't i know i wasn't taught that with my with my phd and so it's this process of where you're changing where i think in academia a lot of the time you're taught it's a selfish thing publish 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 for yourself you know and and now what you're changing to do you have to think about adding value to others cuz that's what will help you advance and then i just think when you're using social media period not just linkedin but I know Twitter, I've been able to connect with people really well professionally, at least initial conversations. It's always put out things that, that support your personal brand. I don't know how many people actually have a brand that they want to model, and then they go on social media, and they're complaining about things, and they're, you know, they're saying crazy things, and they're retweeting crazy things. Like, don't do that. You, you have to assume that people are going to look at that, and what you want is consistency. Your, your social media, your LinkedIn, your, your Twitter, everything should represent the person that you are. And just always assume people are going to look because they will, you know, and I, even with our grad program, that's what we do. You know, I've heard professionals for professional sport teams do the same thing. Businesses are doing the same thing. So always represent yourself the same way. And here's what I know most, most good companies want. You want to work for a company like Zappos, which is a billion dollar company, one of the best in customer service in the world. They like energy. They like creativity. They like these things. So show that on your social media, when you're posting things, Post things that would align with some of the, the dream jobs that you want, you know, so you're starting to build for that. So those are just some things I think of off the top of my head.
1: Now that's really useful. And uh, I'm really happy that you dove into adding value because, you know, you guys, we talk about that a lot. When you reach out on LinkedIn, obviously you, we've done a lot of different workshops and uh, people before, you know, before you come into the association, uh, PhD, you know, a lot of PhD, they just send out messages that either, ask for something right away like hi i don't know you please connect with me and hey i see you work here i want to get a job there i'd be perfect for it give me a job and you know then you get no response and you wonder why uh and then you reach out without having your you know your house in order like we talk about you don't have your linkedin profile set up so that when they see who this person is it's a picture you know it's a it's a non-professional picture of you it's not a picture that shows, you know, the brand of, a, of an industry professional, but it shows the brand of an academic or somebody who doesn't care. So all these kind of things are really important. And and I think the, the authenticity part of adding value is important. Reaching out and not just saying something simple like, hey, I want to, uh, you know, I, I really liked your article. Uh, thanks. I hope we can connect, you know, just something that is really robotic, but instead really kind of digging in, being a little bit personable. I mean, humor is a good way to do that, like Quaid said. Uh, and adding value, just being really appreciative and 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 personable and, and adding value that way and going for the, the long-term relationship like we talked about. Very, very crucial. And so again, I really like the idea of what Quaid said too, of just aligning everything, right? So what you communicate constantly online, your personal Facebook account, your personal Twitter account, LinkedIn, everything that you're doing needs to align with the industry position you want to get. Okay. So you want to be an MSL, right? You want to be a research scientist in industry. Uh, start Talking and communicating like that focus on that start talking about industry trends uh, start connecting with people that are talking about industry trends you want to work for a specific company find out what their culture is like we, we always use the example of you know how different this can be Pfizer is diversity you know Baxter's innovation. Okay, you want to work at Pfizer start communicating things that, that show. Uh, that you value diversity, right? Start talking about this kind of stuff and aligning your messaging with the company's messaging, or at least with, you know, industry's messaging overall. I I think those are huge tips. So that's great stuff,
0: Cooper. Thank you for joining us for another Industry Careers for PhDs podcast. If you're interested in attending one of these interviews live, or if you're interested in getting access to the full interview, including all of the background materials and show notes, go to cheekyscientist.com backslash association and learn how to become a associate. Uh, You can get on the wait list for the next association enrollment period there and learn full details about the program. It's a program specifically designed to help PhDs transition uh, into top industry positions. If you would like to see, receive more of these interview highlights uh, via our podcast, Uh, sent directly to your email, go to cheekyscientist.com and email subscribe under where it says start here. If you haven't already, you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Um, Until next week, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.